0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. I'm your host, sunny D. On today's episode, we're gonna be listening to a live recording from Storytime, and I'm continuing my study this week on race, on leadership, on business, on what's going on with the, our current environment. We know it's crazy. Uh, Where do we begin? That's what I wanna talk about. I'm gonna introduce you to some guys that you may have never seen or heard of before, but why I think uh, this picture and growing this group of people is gonna be a key component if we're gonna truly try to create some change, try to create um, some real change, not just lip service, not just putting a bandaid on it. We've been doing that forever. I'm talking about some real change. So I'm excited to have you here, excited for you to join in and listen to this, uh, this topic, and can't wait to hear your feedback. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, how's everybody doing this morning? Hopefully you guys are doing good. It's time, it's time, it's time, let's do this, let's get it on, let's get it on. Welcome to Storytime this morning, I'm your host Sunny D, excited to be with you this morning, thanks for tuning in. I've got some, uh, some good content we're going to go over today, um, if this is your first time joining Storytime, uh, Storytime is where you get to come in the morning, wake up, get your day started, spend some time with me and I'm sharing different stories. I've been chronicling a lot of different companies over the past episodes. This is actually episode number 42, and so we've covered a lot of different companies from my companies, um, starting with a couple of uh, books that I was reading through, books that I wrote. Then I started going into books that other people have written, and all these different companies, um, companies that we're going to be Talking about, or already have talked about, Starbucks, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, what else do I have over there? Barefoot, I've got Virgin, Ikea, Walmart, all these great companies. And so as I've been going through and talking about these great companies, I've been sharing um, just stories, insights, things that inspired me. And then... As we're going in um, to this week, you know we kind of are switching gears a little bit with everything that's going on, you know I've been thinking a lot about you know how does this current kind of situation that we're all experiencing and that we're going through um, a lot of situations we've been going through, starting with March, you know the coronavirus came in and shut all of our businesses down for the past you know couple of months our business uh, my business just opened back up on May 20th you know a little over um 10 days ago um but that was going on and then most recently um what's happened you know with the murder of George Floyd and the world you know not only not even having a chance to breathe and 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 kind of you know get back to everyone's talking about this new normal whatever that's supposed to mean but not even having a chance to get back to that we've already um, encountered a whole new situation um, a whole new you know and, and not new in a sense of like this has never happened before but new in a sense of like we kind of jumped right from one you know tragedy that's you know rocking our entire world um, to an another one and so I'm kind of switching gears this week as we're going through and I'm taking a look at you know yesterday I talked about some of the Uh, different inspirations that have people that have inspired me different leaders from the past you know Nelson Mandela uh, Martin Luther King um, Bob Marley and all demonstrators all activists all uh, people that have inspired me and inspired generations but I think Right now, it's like we're not really seeing, is the dream that Martin Luther King had, is it being fulfilled? Are we still working towards it? You know, what what Nelson Mandela stood for, what Bob Marley stood for. You know, are we getting any closer or are we getting further away? And so, you know, this week, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm sharing some stories as well. I'm going to share some insights but I want to talk about some of the um, things I think that are you know they're pressed right now and they're I think needing more focus and attention but not necessarily happening. You know I think we can all um, agree as we you know we look at the world we know like the world has kind of been turned upside down it's been turned inside out Um, it's you know it's sad to see you know what's happening. You know, so, with the murder of of George Floyd, and make no doubt about it, you know he he was murdered um we saw it, everybody saw it, and a lot of people, including myself, were um disgusted by it um a lot of people, including myself, were um outraged by it a lot of people, including myself, were um just you know just shaking your head, just like I can't believe this is happening and then we have. know the process of justice and hopefully justice prevails but in the midst of that we also have you know people that want to exercise their rights um, and protest now we talked about that a little bit yesterday we we talked about the Constitution and having the the freedom of speech and the right to peaceably peaceably assemble and protest and all of that being um, being our rights So when we look at that as that being a right, and maybe you've taken, you know, taken advantage of that right, if you have more power to you, Uh, but then, you know, the protests, you know, turn into riots, and the riots turn into looting, and the message gets distorted, and now, as we look around, and we look on, you know, TV, or you look on Instagram, or you look on TikTok, or no matter where the hell you look, you're seeing um, different communities in different places around the country uh, being totally, I mean, destroyed. People's businesses being totally destroyed. Uh, people getting hurt, people getting injured, people getting killed. Um, and what is it all for? What are we trying to accomplish? You know, and, and I've been watching that. You know, one of my businesses I went to um, for fear that it was going to get caught in the, in the crossfire of everything that was going on. Luckily, you know, right as of right now, you know, knock on wood, nothing's happened um, to that business. Um, but I've got several businesses. But beyond the business, also people, right? Because if the business gets destroyed, um, you know, the, the merchandise gets stolen, every the property gets damaged. Yes, we can, uh, you know, insurance, you can replace it, you can rebuild it. Um, but there's more destruction than just the property because then you have people um, that A, if they can't go to work, um, you have people that, you know, your heart is connected to your business. A lot of times for a business owner, I mean, if if you have kids, then you may relate, but it's like having kids, right? The people that work for you and the business are like extensions of you and your family and your kids. Um, so that's heartbreaking to see. Um, you know, and when you you're picking up the pieces of it, knowing like why did this happen? Like why is this happening? Um will this stop? Yes, you know, all things come to an end, good and bad. Um and then what happens after it stops? Um will it start again? Well, all you have to do is look back and that's an obvious yes. Um it will unless we uh make some changes. Unless we, you know, change the way we are looking at things, you know, things we look at won't change. You know, that's something we say around you know Paul Mitchell the company I've worked with for the past 15 years and that's something that I share with a lot of groups that I get an opportunity to speak to so what does that mean you know changing the way we look at things and I wanted to I'm chronicling different people and their stories uh, throughout story time you know this week um, and and maybe also beyond obviously with everything that's going on the the, the button that we're, we're talking about right now is the inequalities, the injustice. Um, there's violence. There's brutality. Um, these things are not new. We've been dealing with them for hundreds of years. Um, but now, as it has the attention of the world on it, what can we do? What can you do? You know, I have friends that are black. I have friends that are white. And some people don't know. Can I say something? Should I say something? Do I say something? Um, you look at you know the platform that you have. If you've got one follower, you've got a platform. Uh, maybe you can you know, and you can share. And again, my opinions, um, things that I'm sharing, uh, my thoughts, my feelings. Not trying to you know say that th- this is the way that it is, but this is the way that I see it. And I see it through my lens, and everybody else in the world, you know everybody has their own lenses, depending on where you grew up, depending on you know what side of the the proverbial uh train tracks you grew up on um your view is may be similar to mine or it may be totally different you know i'm um I've made a lot of you know comments about race and dealing with racism and and experiencing that in my own life in a young as a young. A young boy, all the way, you know, to a grown man. But understanding, experiencing that um, doesn't mean, you know, accepting that. Not meaning also denying that. So there is, there is racism not only in America but all over the world. I mean, there has been for hundreds of years. Um, there's ideas, and we'll talk more about that in a future episode. Um, some of the ideas that were created and were um, continually reinforced and were spread you know a big thing that happens especially during a time like this people are looking um, they're looking for answers and so where do they turn they turn to media now it's not just the media that we used to have where it was like you would turn on you know the television and that was the message that you received that was the media that you got that's not the way it is anymore the way it is now is everyone's a media source, everyone's a media outlet? So you can turn on Facebook, you can turn on Instagram, you can turn on Snapchat, you can turn on TikTok, you can turn on just about any channel, and also the usual suspects the ABCs, the Fox News, the CNNs, the this, that, and the other. Every single channel that you turn on, you can. Discover a different perspective, or you can discover a different story. When you turn on my channel, you tune in. Whether you're watching on um, Instagram Live, if you're on Facebook, what's up, Rocky? See, so just joined up on the Facebook. Um, I got a couple different pages. Whether you're listening to this on the podcast, whether you're listening to this on the Twitter live stream, every channel um, that you're listening on, you can also pick up another perspective. Does it mean? right or wrong um, but it's a perspective and one of the big things that's happened over time and why i think a lot of you know the issues never really get solved is because there's so many perspectives and depending on you know the platform that you're on people can't really form a solid thesis or a theory or even test it or a uh an opinion a real opinion because there's so many different angles coming through um and right now it's like every you know and i you know i've seen people doing you know the blackouts um and you know just whatever right we're going to do whatever we're going to hashtag this we're going to hashtag that um and what i'm wondering is through all that um what is it that you want to achieve what is it that you're trying to achieve and are you any closer to achieving it today than you were yesterday because that is a is a rough definition of progress, and if we're not making progress uh then that's where I want to start with. I want to say why not? You know when we look at you know numbers right and I've been a big you know cheerleader of numbers because I'm a business owner, and also I believe that numbers um numbers don't lie. You know, and sometimes the numbers can be fudged, right? Because you know, you, you could you could you could mess with the numbers. You could screw with the numbers. We see companies doing it. You know, people getting caught. You know, we see all that stuff, right? We we saw not too long ago on the cover of Forbes magazine, um, Kylie Jenner. You know, and in mad respect, she's still successful and done great, but she was touted as the youngest billionaire ever. Right? And everybody had their opinion, right? You go on media again, everyone's like, well, you know, her her pam her, her parents did it, her family did it, da, 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 da she's riding their wave. Um she sold a shit ton of makeup, period. Right? I don't care how she did it, it was done. But the numbers, right? Being a private, you know, person, the numbers were touted that she was a billionaire, and now it turns out the plot thickens, the story thickens. Um, that when she sold her company for like half a bill to another company that is public, and they had to disclose certain information, it turns out you know maybe she wasn't a billionaire. So look into that because everything you see, everything you hear, everything you even read may may need to be investigated. And so I'm a big proponent of education. When I think about you know, racism, when I think about police brutality, when I think about inequality, when I think about business ownership, when I think about what you heard, what you thought you saw, when I think about all of this, I also think about education. Because now, just like you can get your media From anywhere that you turn on all these different platforms you can also get um, educated on all these different platforms so if you're misinformed then whose fault is that there's nobody to blame but yourself now you can say well you know the media does this the media does that well if you say that and you know that then you know where are you why are you still continuing to believe everything you see, everything you hear, everything um, everything you thought you saw. So you have to do the research and you have to become educated. And I was talking a little bit about yesterday about you know becoming an activist. And becoming an activist, a pro-activist, not a reactivist. Because right now we're seeing a lot of reactivism we're seeing a lot of, but not a lot of proactivism. So proactivism is something um, that is going to maybe be preceded, right? What can we do before the problem starts? What can we do? And and now the problem started and people don't know because they're seeing and if, depending on what channel you're tuning into, um, you may see nothing but things getting destroyed. Um, you may... Be able to turn in. If you look for it, you will find it. I promise you. Um, and then you can find, you know, there's police officers joining with protesters, um, praying with them, marching with them. So you have that side of it. But you may not see that. It just depends what you're looking for. You may see uh, police, you know, being being violent to protesters. And you may see protesters being violent to police. You may see, depending on where you're looking, you may see something Um, that you think is happening that's not because everybody's got this opportunity right to control a portion of messages right if you caught a clip right if you caught a clip of something and and you know in in psychology there's a lot of ways that they test you know perceptions right you look at pictures and they you know they ask you what do you see and then you say you see that that that, da and another person looks at the exact same picture and they see something totally different. Now, how does that happen? Uh, Because you have an internal philosophy going on. And so where do we begin? We have to take a look at, A, we have to take a look at education. Uh, We have to take a look at the source of the education. Um, We have to take a deep look at our own personal philosophy. Now, when I say I understand racism exists, I've experienced it. Um but I didn't I didn't take it and say, well, that's the way it is. Because there's also other parts and other sides of the story. Right? Is if you're willing to have, you know, a perspective, you know, and an open perspective and take a look around to really try to understand what's going on. Not taking things at face value. And so as we are navigating this course right now it's going to be more crucial right now than ever to really start to um become educated. And if you want to become an activist, and you want to become a pro-activist. Um I believe I've been a pro-activist my whole life. You know, and I've been on and you know, I've been on both sides, you know, of the law. I've been on the the legal side, I've been on the illegal side. I've I've dealt with, you know, police officers, they've dealt with me um i've i've under i've seen the judicial the judicial system at work i've seen it at its worst i've seen it at its best but i also seen where i felt like i was being taken advantage of and then i realized you know a lot of that was me not taking advantage of not being taken advantage of and so what i mean by that is there was a lot of things and there's still a ton of things that i don't understand and that i don't know but because I don't know, right, doesn't mean I get to uh, pass or doesn't mean I get to, uh, I don't have to worry about it. Or doesn't mean I get to, I don't have to deal with it just because I don't know. And I think uh, there's a saying that's, it's there lack of evidence isn't, you know, um, lack of evidence doesn't, evidence doesn't mean that that something isn't um, isn't so just because you don't have the evidence because you may not have it but it may still exist and so as you're looking at the world um, that you're you're looking through from your perspective could you still be an activist yes but what is it that you want to achieve you know and i think we have to take a look at leaders and that's one of the the images that i shared um, on my instagram story the image that I'll have, you know, I have behind me. If you're watching this on Facebook, um, if you're watching this on any of the Facebook channels, if you're just listening to this, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. But the image, there's four uh, gentlemen that I have, and the reason why I'm sharing this image, and I'm asking this question, like who are they, you know, and and why do I think they're important? And the big reason that I'm, I'm sharing that is because I've been. You know, researching. I, you know, obviously with with every single show, I'm researching. It's either I'm researching a book that I've already read, so I can kind of go back through my notes and what I'm going to share from it, or I'm researching um, just a little bit about you know this the topic and what I'm going to discuss. And so as I was searching, one of the things I was thinking about was you know leadership, right? We all are looking for guidance. You know, in life and not just during a time when when the world seems like it's going to shit. But we're always looking for, you know, some kind of guidance, some kind of um, what do we do, right? Which way do we go? How do we do it? So when we're looking for guidance and we're looking for, you know, some kind of um, a clue as to what is going on, like how is the world changing and how's it going to be? We have to look for leadership. And so I was curious, you know, I think, I, you know, I was, I was sitting and I was thinking, you know, what about leadership in business? And in this business, I think is going to be a really pivotal key component to activism, to real change. If we're looking for racial equality, I mean, brutality in any form um, needs to be dealt with. And I don't think brutality is going to be just a white and a black thing. I think brutality is going to be a psychological thing. Um, But we we also need to talk about leadership. And everyone's, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, what we got to do is we got to vote. Okay, we got to vote. But vote for who and why? Not just vote because you are watching the media and the media is telling you this, that, and the other, but you don't do the research you know in the last you know election cycle if you talk about presidential elections you know did you research thoroughly every single candidate you know if you didn't then where did you get your opinion from most likely in most cases it was given to you by somebody and those are your leaders so if it was given to you by the keyboard warriors on twitter because they said this person sucked or that person sucked and those are your leaders. If it was given to you by you know, CNN, then that's your leader. If it was given to you by Fox, then that's your leader. If it was given to you by ABC, then that's your leader. If it was given to you by Instagram, then that's, those are your leaders. But remember, face value do you just take what you see and say that's the way it is or you just take what it was given to you by your parents those are your leaders Um, whoever has influence over you um, but when it comes to your um, your voting yes you should exercise your rights and not just in the presidential election that's one individual but all of the elections all of the different leaders Anyone that's, you know, all the way down to your local, you know, sheriff and people that you're voting for a super local level. You know, you have to research who are these people. You know, you have to research and you have to understand, like, what is it that I want to get done? Because if you watch, you know, the media, they're going to give you their version and every. You know, organization is going to give you their version, and every individual will give you their version. But what's your version? You know, and so you have to look at the numbers, you have to look at the facts, you have to look at, you know, before you just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go vote. That's great, you're going to vote, but vote for who? Oh, I'm voting for so and so. And then the more important question is why? Because you can vote for someone and not know why. People do it all the time. People do it all the time they don't know why they don't know why, and you can't accept that um if you're talking to a friend and they're saying, "Well, I'm voting or I don't like, and you just you have to listen why you know what if they what did you know what did they do? what did she do? what did he do? why are you voting for them? you know what is it based on and if you don't do any research right if you're just like, well. I don't know uh, they're they're racist right that's the that's the the hot topic so then they're racist and you know why you know and are they and and why and who's not right and why and you have to start asking these questions because I think if you just allow that your leaders to say and your leaders, is the media or Twitter or whoever um, to kind of guide you you're gonna be lost and I think that's what's happened over time You know, and it's not like information isn't available. It's not like there's not information. You can, I mean, today, in the time that we're in right now, there's almost too much information available. And you have to discern fact from fiction, right? You have to Google shit. It's the Google, G-O-O-G-L-E. People ask me how to do something, and I tell them, Google it. Because you can probably find, they've organized the world's information. They've done that. And it's you know, and if you Google the word CEO, Google it. That's what that's your homework assignment. Google the word CEO, and you pull up the definition. You're gonna see, and this is the reason I'm talking about this is because a lot of times when you're talking about voting, or you're talking about leaders, you're talking about picking who your CEOs are gonna be. And you can call. I'm gonna use the term CEO. You can call them president. You can call them congressman, you can call them senator, you could call them judge, you could call them sheriff, you could call them whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call them CEO. And everyone's heard that term before. What does that term mean? A CEO is a chief executive officer, the highest ranking person in a company or other institution ultimately responsible for making managerial decisions so you have a ceo of a family right you have a ceo of a community i'm a ceo of my company but i'm also a ceo of my family right because i'm a i'm a chief right and this is not anything new there was chiefs all the way back to you know our indians chiefs right so a chief executive officer or just chief executive right think about this they're the most senior corporate executive or administrative officer in charge of managing an organization especially an independent legal entity such as a company or a nonprofit institution so if you would think about your president is going to be the CEO of the United States of America So when you're picking your CEOs, you're picking your leaders. And if you Google CEO right now, and we're talking about race, and we're talking about inequality, that's the definition you're gonna get. Um, But what's interesting is if you go to images, if you go to images of CEO, um, and you look and you see the representation that you have under images of race, Um, It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of equality. you know. Meaning you're gonna see there's prominently one race that you see when you look under images. Now, is Google racist? Because everybody, almost 99% of the people that show up? And you can scroll through it. You can scroll through it. And about 99% of the people that show up are white? Are they racist? No, but is that it is this a fact? Yes. So what does that mean? That means we've got something to learn from this, right? That means we have we have to get educated and we have to ask the question why? Because if you just look at the images and then all of a sudden you're upset and you're mad, I started asking the questions why? Why are all of the CEOs that are on this page that show up under CEO white? I didn't put in Black CEO, white CEO, I just put in C-E-O. I got a definition and then you go under images and almost everybody is white. Now, as we're looking for leadership, is the leadership gonna be tied to their skin color or their skin tone? I don't think it's gonna be tied to that. I think it's gonna be tied to something else. I think it's going to be tied maybe to education. I think it's going to be tied to connection. I think it's going to be tied to ability. I think it's going to be tied to a lot of different things. Will something be tied to race? Yes, but I don't think it's the only thing. But when I look at this and I'm wondering where are black people, where are brown people on this page? And you might see one or two and that's where I came across this image and this image that I have up whether it be on my post on Instagram on my story or if you're on Twitter listening or listening to this on the podcast you'll see the picture I'm going to put it on my Instagram page later is these four gentlemen and the reason that these four gentlemen stood out because I was wondering where are the leaders You know we look for leadership in the black community we look for leadership in congress we look for leadership in government and we don't see a lot of black people and you wonder why we elect these people and we wonder why we have to start asking questions and where are the leaders at so ceos i equate ceo with leadership and we just talked about that And right now these four gentlemen that I have behind me um, these are right now the only and there are only four black fortune 500 CEOs and none of them are women so that's a whole nother topic of equality why are there only is there only four good black leaders no but that's what the numbers show and that's what the facts are when we're talking about Fortune 500 CEOs. And who are the Fortune 500 CEOs? The people that are sitting at the table, the people that are in a position of leadership, the people that are in a position of decision-making, the people that are in a position to affect change. So there's only four black Fortune 500 CEOs. Now, you can you can be upset with that or we can start learning from that. Why are there not more? There need to be more. You know, if I told you that out of, you know, the top 500 companies, the biggest companies in the world, only four of them are led by, you know, black people, what would you think? Well, that's, there's no shop maybe. There's no, um there's no opportunity maybe or depending on the way you look at things if you change the way you look at things things you look at change or maybe there is an opportunity Uh, maybe there 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 is that is the huge opportunity that we need to figure out what do they know or what have they done Um, what are they doing that has created you know them to be in these positions And you can go and I'm going to share the names of all of these gentlemen with you. But I want you to do some research. Um, I'll tell you the companies that they're leading and a little bit about them. Um, But the four black CEOs, Kenneth Frazier, um, he leads a company, a pharmaceutical company called Merck & Co. You may have heard of it. There's Marvin Ellison, and he's the CEO of Lowe's, You know the home improvement store. He's the CEO of Lowe's. Um, we've also got, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, I think it's Jide, maybe it's Jide Zitlin, and he's of the fashion holding company, Tapestry, and then Roger Ferguson, Jr., and he's the CEO of the insurance company, TIAA. And as I was researching these guys, and I was looking at these guys, and I'm wondering, you know, what's what's the story? And I'm going to share a little bit about um, each of them, you know, starting with Kenneth Frazier. So Kenneth, he's served as the chairman of the board and chief executive officer of Merck and Co. since 2011. You know, and he joined the company in 1992, and he held a bunch of different positions of increasing responsibility, including he was uh, general counsel and president uh, prior to joining Merck. He was a partner with the Philadelphia law firm of Drinker, Biddle, and Reith. His contributions, especially in the legal, business, and humanitarian fields, have been widely recognized. He sits on the boards of Pharma, Will Cornell Medicine, Exxon Mobil Corporation, and Cornerstone Christian Academy in Philadelphia, PA. He is also a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. <clears throat> the American Philosophical Society The Business Council The Council of the American Law Institute And the American Bar Association And he got his bachelor's degree From the Pennsylvania State University And holds a JD from Harvard Law School Now, so I came across his first one And I was reading So, I mean, he's been at his, you know, job And at his, at his grind for a long time And I saw okay Harvard and I want you to remember that as we um, talk about and we go through some of these other ones so the next guy that we touched on his name is Marvin Ellison Marvin has a pretty unique story you know he was working you know for four dollars thirty-five cents an hour you know at a target you know as a security guard and now he's running the second biggest home improvement retailer in the United States which is Lowe's. So looking at you know his career I mean he went from you know JCPenney he worked with Home Depot he was leading Home Depot now he's with Lowe's. Um, He worked you know he worked his way really from the bottom working his way all the way up and I mean, $4.35 an hour, I mean, that was a long time ago. If you think about it, that's like, what, half of what the uh, the minimum wage is today. So we're talking about back in the day. Um, So Ellison, one of the things that I thought was interesting, Ellison added, his parents who worked as sharecroppers encouraged him and his six siblings to not allow your surroundings to limit your vision of the future thought that was interesting. As a result, Ellison said he always had the desire to do more. And he, you know, recalled, you know, going to JC Penney with his, you know, mom as a kid, and then he ended up working there. And he learned, you know, he learned um, a lot about, you know, stretching a dollar, how his mom would work the family finances, and uh, make things work. And he worked Really from the bottom, uh, working his way up to the top. And how do you become the CEO? You know, of not only one company, but multiple. Um, He went to the University of Memphis, and that's where he met his wife. Um, He continued, you know, his studies um, beyond Memphis. Um, He, you know, landed his first job he got in a retailer was while he was in college. Um, He worked his way through school. You know, grinding it out, paying for tuition, um, paying for his room and board, paying for all of his books. And he had, I mean, a lot of different jobs. I mean, janitor, truck driver, warehouse operator, convenience store clerk. And then he got a job, you know, part-time at a Target in Memphis where he was making $4.35 an hour as a security guard. But that also gave him a little perspective on what a massive retail business looks like, and that's where really he kind of fell in love um looking at that and he worked through through target you know fifteen years, working in target, moving through the ranks um and he had you know ambitions and you know curiosity right curiosity be curious why um and he wanted to learn more about this world of retail, you know big retail in this company. And so he ended up going through from Target, you know, moving through all these different titles, all these different positions. Even sometimes not making more money, but learning another part of the company. Eventually, get into Home Depot, and then he went to um, Emory University where he got his MBA. <clears throat> and as the story continues, you know, Home Depot, he got promoted to the executive vice president of U.S. stores, and he had that role from 2008. Uh, To 2014 and then JCPenney snagged him like this guy knows how to run retail and so he got named CEO of the department store chain JCPenney which um, he wasn't there for very long but they knew that you know he was the guy for the job right he had already demonstrated you know what he um, what he could do as as a a CEO and as he continued you know, he was in the sights of Lowe's and in May 2018, um that's when they snagged him. Um and he became the CEO of Lowe's. You know, so that's another CEO leadership leadership. Keep in mind, um that's what these these gentlemen are going to uh, represent, you know, leadership. So our next our next CEO which is and I believe, I think you say it, Jide, Jide J. Zetlin. He's the chairman of the board and he's the chief executive officer of Tapestry. And he got appointed to that position in September of 2019. So he is in charge for the execution of the company's strategic agenda and financial performance. And he was elected to Tapestry's board of directors in June of 2006. And then he served as chairman of the board since November of 2014. And so his first 20 years of his career he was at goldman sachs goldman sachs big time uh, financial company wall street right Um, he was an investor private investor and he's so he's been in the financial field for a long time Um, he was a board member um, at an affiliated managers group inc and the nigerian sovereign investment authority where he's a chairman he served on served on different boards That range from institutions including uh, teach for america harvard business school amherst college and the doris duke charitable foundation so he got his ab an ab degree magna cum laude in economics and english and a phd doctor of humane letters honoris causa Both from Amherst College and an MBA degree from Harvard University. So that Harvard's popping up again. Hmm. And so the next guy that we're going to talk about, the last guy that we're going to talk about here, so that was three, is uh, Roger Ferguson Jr. So he's the CEO of the insurance company TIAA. So he is also a... Um, Lifelong executive. He was the vice chairman of the board of the governors of the U.S. Federal Reserve System. He represented the Federal Reserve on several international policy groups and served on key Federal Reserve System committees. So before he joined CIA in April of 2008, he was the head of financial services for Swiss RE. He was the chairman of Swiss RE America Holding Corporation and a member of the company's executive committee and then from 84 to 97 he was an associate and partner at mckinsey and company big time law firm he began his career as an attorney at the new york city office of davis polk and wardwell he's a member of the smithsonian institution board of regents and serves as the new york state insurance advisory board he's a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Science and co-chairs its commission on the future of undergraduate education. He serves on the boards of Alphabet, Inc., General Mills, Inc., and International Flavors and Fragrances. Alphabet is Google, by the way, and they own a bunch of shit, right? So Mr. Ferguson, he also served on President Obama's Council on Jobs and Competitiveness as well as its predecessor, the Economic Recovery Advisory Board, and he co-chaired the National Academy of Sciences Committee on the Long Run Macroeconomic Effects of the Aging US Population. And Mr. Ferguson holds a BA, JD, and a PhD in Economics all from Harvard University. So, those are some of the leaders. Those are some of the CEOs. Now, Harvard came up three out of four went to Harvard. So, does that mean that you have to go to Harvard? I don't know. But there's something there. That's something I would I would say we need to find out. We also know, I think, President Obama went to Harvard. So, what's going on? At Harvard. So that's something that we're going to have to research. But for Fortune 500 CEOs, only four that are black. And I say only because if you've got Fortune 500, you know, the 500 biggest companies, then where is the equality? And if you're not able to go to Harvard, do you stand a shot? at becoming a fortune 500 ceo what is the common thread besides their skin color i think it comes back to kind of the beginning of our talk we're talking about education what do they know that i don't what do they know that you don't what do we need to learn that's going to help us if we're ever going to solve any problem, if we're ever going to become the CEO. And so when you think about activism and you think about proactivism, how are you going to take action on something if you don't know what the something is to take action on? And so what are we doing? You know right now I think there's a lot of reactivism going on. I think there's a lot of I don't know what to do I don't know how to do it so I'm just gonna do this people are angry people are upset and I understand that and I'm upset and I'm angry um, but I'm also continually trying to understand and learn as much as possible and I think that's where we have to start if you want to become an activist if you want to help create if you want to help solve if you wanna create solution, not create destruction. If you wanna create progress, you know, progression, not degression. You know, and so as I'm, you know, as I'm, and I'm talking to a lot of different people. I'm talking to you if you're watching, if you're listening, if you're upset, if you're frustrated, I'm talking to you if you're watching and you're listening and you're pissed off I'm talking to you if you're watching, if you're listening and you don't know where to begin. I'm talking to you if you're watching and you're listening and you want to help and you're just trying to figure out why. We need more leaders. We need more CEOs in life. We need more CEOs in our government. We need more CEOs and CEOs not because just because you were elected to be a CEO. That's the easy part I think. You're being elected to be the CEO but then the actual work of being the CEO the actual executive work what happens after you become the CEO what happens after you get elected to be the CEO there's a whole lot of work that comes and so that's that's a challenge for you from me to you I want you to Google CEO I want you to look at that definition I want you to look at the images and I want you to think about who are the CEOs that I've elected and why. Am I a CEO in my own life? Start at home. What kind of CEO are you? Because if you're the chief, you're the highest ranking person you're in, you know, in your company or your institution and you're ultimately responsible for making decisions. You know, what kind of CEO are you? And those are those are questions that I think we can start with, um, and we can start to dig into, you know, why are there, why is there not a representation, and what would these, what would these gentlemen say? It's like we're wondering about all of the other leaders that I was sharing about yesterday and talking about yesterday that aren't around anymore. They're not alive anymore. We have their teachings. We have their quotes. We have their books. We have their music. Um, but these gentlemen are around so i would love to know what would they say i would love to know what would they think what do they think and so i'm going to be doing some research i want to hear from them i want to hear from these leaders and i want to know you know what they are doing what they have been doing and what they're going to continue to do you know to try to a address the issues the underlying issues address where the inequality is I mean we still regardless of what's happened from coronavirus uh, from racism from brutality we still have the greatest country I think on earth America people still with all the shit that's going wrong and everything that's twisted up people still if you told them hey If you're in any other country, you can pick. Where do you want to go? America, I think, will be the number one choice um, by anyone on planet Earth. I still believe that, you know, and I still love our country. I know our country is in a little turmoil right now. um, But we have to think about what are we going to do to progress the country, not degress the country. Voting yes is an answer to... Part of the issue but if you don't know who and why you're voting for and you don't know you're just pulling a lever you know if you're just picking a side just pick a side you don't have to pick a side you don't have to um, why do you have to make a decision on something if you don't know you know and are there people out there you may not like any of the options but who else is out there where are the leaders Where are the leaders that are going to step up? And what are the leaders that we have that are representing every side saying? You know, we have to listen. We have to take control of our own, you know, media and our own responsibility, how we choose to act, how we choose to react. Become an activist, a pro activist, not a reactivist. And those are things that I want to kind of keep the conversation going and I want us all to think about because I don't really see anything changing. And I'm one of the most optimistic people that you will meet, but I don't really see anything changing with a bunch of reactivists and a bunch of people that are, uh, that what are we, what are we saying? Right? We have to use right now. Do we have our voice? Who has a voice? We have to use right now. What leaders do we have? Why are they our leaders? We've gotten ourselves here. How did we get ourselves here? How do we get ourselves somewhere else? Not necessarily back, because that may not be where we're trying to go. We may not try to be go back. We may be trying to go forward. But how do we move ourselves uh, forward? How do we progress and not degress? These are all questions that are on my mind. I've been thinking a lot about these. I'm going to continue to educate myself. I'm going to continue to share. I'm going to continue to bring you... Um, guys, different stories on all of the different leaders that I'm coming across, um, things that I'm learning. And again, just one more perspective, not the perspective, not the one you need to listen to, not the one you want to listen to necessarily, just another or one more perspective, another opinion, right? And you know what they say about opinions, opinions are like assholes, everybody has one. Um, So this is mine. Um so I just thank you guys if you're tuning in or you're you know you're live if you're listening on the podcast if you're listening on the live broadcast on Twitter if you're tuning in on Facebook one of the Facebook pages wherever you're tuning in I uh, thank you guys for tuning in and I'm looking forward to coming back tomorrow morning for another story time and I'm going to continue this study I'm going to continue this you know investigation of leadership And I'm going to continue um, to dig deeper, you know, not, not just looking at what just happened, George Floyd's death just happened, but why and what's happened before, not just in the last year, the last five years, 10 years. Let's go back. Let's look at the last 100 years. Let's look at the last 200 years. And then where are we going? What's coming next in the next 100 years? Because if we haven't been able to fix a problem, then we obviously are doing something wrong. Something isn't working. We haven't maybe gotten to the root of the problem. And so these are things as an activist I want to talk about. I want to work with people. I want people that want to be a part of the solution. Right? And, you know, I'm not... I'm not going to be out there if you're about some bullshit and you want to destroy stuff because you think that's going to make all of a sudden people hear you. And all of the people that are being opportunistic and taking this opportunity to destroy stuff, um, you're actually part of the digression. You're actually part of the reactivism. You're actually part of the digression team, not the progression team. So I'm pro-gression team. I'm pro-activist team. So hopefully you'll join me and together um, we're going to learn a lot and we're going to discover and hopefully start moving things in a positive direction. So thanks for tuning in to Storytime. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for being here. i love to hear your comments. i love to hear your feedback on Storytime. Um, Share this with a friend. Share this with a colleague. And I'm going to continue to chronicle stories this week of leadership, stories of business wins, stories of education, stories of race and culture, and stories that hopefully will progress us um, into a positive look. So thanks for being here guys and I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Sunny here again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and got some takeaways i'm excited to dig more into all the information that i'm talking about i'm on this journey with you guys uh, becoming a a pro activist uh, learning more about leadership i think that's really where we have to look we have to look to leadership it's not going to be one person it's going to be a collection of great leaders with great ideas that are going to be able to pull us through and to pull us you know, to the other side of this. Um, So we have to look at, you know, all of these issues and we've got to do a deep dive. We can't just keep on putting a bandaid on something and hoping that's going to fix the issue. You know, if just like taking aspirin for a headache, you know, it just, it kind of masks the headache, but you have to find out where the source, the true source of the pain is coming from if you ever want to really make change. So um, I'm on this journey. Hopefully you guys are on this journey uh, together so we can do that. I look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. If you want to catch Storytime live on Instagram tomorrow morning, I'll be live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. And you can listen to all past episodes, current and future, at YFYI Share this with your friends, share this with your colleagues, share this with your family, people that you care about. Can't wait to hear your feedback. And just want to thank you guys again for tuning in to the YFYI Podcast. And this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once, or else you'll be doomed to have to build it again. And right now, we're learning about activism, being a pro activist, hopefully doing it once or else we'll have to do it again. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.